Hello, I'm Cameron Penamone. And I'm Stephanie Ledesma. And this is Drunk, Drunk Art, Art Chat. Chat. intros lately um, we've been feeling our oats uh sorry what did you just say we've been you know feeling good is it that was from drag race uh oh that was season six before you got into it like i'm feeling my oats feeling my oats oats. you and paul always teach me all these new phrases that that. i just don't know them It's exciting. Well, hello, everyone. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off to say hello. <laughs> no, it's okay. I was just like, ne- never too old to learn anything. Don't believe in the lie. I'm trying to think of something. You'd be too old to learn. <laughs> There's got to be something. Ne- never too old. Oh, okay. But anyway, hello. Hi. Um, what's going on? Um, just <laughs> hanging out, you yeah. know? Yeah, you know. Uh, drinking some delicious sangria. Um, I can't remember the brand. It's Me that either. obnoxious, like, triangle. Yes. Triangle orange labeled bottle that you said was very cheap, but yeah. very delicious, actually. Yeah. It was from an earlier episode we'd broken into it. I don't remember which or when or what or who or why. How? Why. Blah, blah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just drinking really cheap sangria. Yum. Over here. Yum, yum, yum. I'm just back to the basics with that good, good Angry Orchard hard cider green apple. Yay. <laughs> I needed something simple after today. I had a very long, draining day, so I just needed simple simplicity. And uh, I got it. <laughs> nice. Um, so, mm. what are we talking about today? I'll tell you. Knock, knock. Who's there? Harry. Harry who? Oh! oh! <laughs> um, we're talking about Harry who. <laughs> Harry who, indeed. Um, if you guys, well, if you're not from Chicago, you might not know this is happening, but the Art Institute is having an exhibit called Harry Who, which is about a collective of Chicago-based artists, and um, it's kind of like a recreation of their like first couple of exhibits yeah. it seems like I, I could be wrong i believe it was I like their right. first when they were starting um Whoops, couple of exhibits and their collective was titled titled harry who it, it's not something that the art institute decided to name it's actually mm. what they call their collective yeah and if you want to follow along that's harry like a hairy person spelled h-a-i-r why <laughs> not harry as in the name w-h-o question mark that exhibit is going on from september 26th of this year to january 2019 mm-hmm. so 
if you are in the Chicago area, you're coming to the Chicago area, yada, yada, yada. You're in <laughs> Chicago before January 6th. You should go check it out because it's yeah. pretty damn fantastic. So good. I'm so glad that we got to see this um, show. And uh, Thursdays are free nights from like 5 to 8, I think. Yeah, they're, so. they're, I believe they're open till 8. Um, very, very awesome, awesome exhibit. I don't, I don't know how to say how... Any other, I don't have words. I was very speechless. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. 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 I was too. I think that's a fair way to put it. I'm looking for the um, descriptions that you sent me of it. Oh, they're on my phone. But um, while okay. Cam's doing that, um, Harry Who, the collective, has six members that were all actual graduates of the School of the Art Institute of Chicago, SAIC, where I went to school. SAIC. Um, so maybe when I'm dead, there'll be an exhibit about me. Who knows? <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Um, um, none of these artists, or actually, we never confirmed that. We never confirmed if they're dead or alive. If they are alive, they are um, very old, um, mm-hmm. seeing as they were born around 1938 to ni- the early 1940s. Yeah. Um, and it features Jim Falconer, Art Green, Gladys Nilsson, Jim Nutt, and Carl Wersom. I believe I'm pronouncing all those correct, as far as I know. Sounds good? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) I don't know them. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah. Oops. And I guess a big component of um, Harry Who is that all the exhibits were, I I mean, at least they started in the Chicago area. Um, The first exhibit they did was in actual Hyde Park at the Hyde Park Art Center. Yeah. In 1966. Mm-hmm. A little history lesson for you. <laughs> yeah, and um, their exhibits went from 1966 to 1969, mm-hmm. so for a good four years. Yeah. Um, and just it just seems like it was, they must have been very very prolific because the um, exhibit where they're kind of recreating these earlier exhibits are just like. So super packed with like uh, all these pieces like a a bunch of granted it is several artists but it's just like i feel like the galleries go on for quite some i can't remember how many rooms four or five four to six rooms yeah just recreating uh the galleries that went from 1966 to the gallery viewings shows um from 1966 to 1969. I'm sorry. Forgive my voice. I'm getting over a cold. It's okay. Thank you. As long as you're on the mend. I am on the mend. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, so like, the, the should we talk a little bit about the pieces themselves and kind of... Like, I guess going into this episode, it's sort of sort of like a review-ish kind of thing. Yeah, I, um, I guess if you don't mind me going through. Um, so it looks like there were... I'll go through each exhibit really quickly, yeah. if that's okay. No, definitely so do that. So the first one was uh, 1966 in the Hyde Park Art Center in Chicago. The second one was the Hyde Park Arts, Art Center Chicago again in 1967. 1968, the... The exhibit was in San Francisco Art Institute. 1968 again was in Hyde Park Art Center. So that's why Hyde Park is, you know, a big component of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1969 was in the School of Visual Arts, New York. Um, 
1969 was, uh, I'm gonna butcher this and everyone's gonna make fun of me, Corcoran Gallery of Art at DuPont Center, Washington, D.C. And yes, those, those were the um, exhibits they did from 66 to 69. Mm. Cam, your turn. Whoa. Um, well, I don't have as much history facts. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I just felt like that was important yeah. to like kind of stress that it actually yeah. did happen in Hyde Park. Mm-hmm. The Hyde Park Art Center where I go to get coffee <laughs> in the morning. I know. It's it's a real famous, it's a, it's a well-known art center, actually. It's funny because, um, like, what I was about to tell you before we started recording and just decided, like, let's just get it all in the episode I, uh, very briefly, in between my freshman and sophomore year of college, worked at the Hyde Park Art Center as, uh, well, the title was teacher's assistant, but it was more just, like, camp counselor, (laughs) um, because they did, like, art camps or whatever for little kids, and I helped out with those, and I remember, I guess I was in, I think they have, like, at the art center, don't they have, like, uh, maybe I was at the at the library when this happened. I don't know. I found some book about, I think, Jim Nutt. Um, and because he's the only artist in this collective of artists that I knew before hearing about this Harry Who um, ex- exhibit. And and I had seen something that like, oh, he like exhibited at the Hyde Park Art Center. And at the time, I didn't, it just, the only thing that registered was, <gasps> I worked there. How cool. It's famous. Like, whatever. But um so like I knew sort of of the connection there and um in general was really drawn to like his style of art because like it just feels very what I'm into and what I'm drawn to um but all of these artists have sort of similar styles that sort of play off each other but they're all super unique and like um distinct I would say yeah, you can tell they're different artists, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, so I originally, I just follow, like, the Art Institute, like, on Facebook or whatever, and started seeing these ads for this this exhibit, and was immediately like, hmm, this looks cool, I want to see it. And then I told Stephanie about it, and I was like, I want to go see this, and we should just go check it out. And then we went. And we, I think we were both more, like, in awe in awe than we thought we would be yeah, <laughs> by it. It's, when you look at the stuff, you wouldn't put it, like, if someone was like, what decade do you think this is from? Yeah. You, you would not say, like, 1960, like, right. late 1960s. You would, you would think it would be more contemporary, I guess. It was ahead of its time, for sure. It really feels like it was. Um, I wanted to note that when you walked into the exhibit, um, from the way we did, you come across the painting um, by Art Green titled, Consider the Options, Examine the Facts, Apply the Logic. Mm -hmm. Um, That was made in 1965, and it's like this huge... Well, I was, like, bigger than 40 by 60. It was massive. A lot of these pieces are pretty big. Yeah, things you just wouldn't, um, I forgot what it was made. I think it was oils. Oils. Oils, yeah, mm-hmm. oils. Um, and it looks like it's done with markers. It does. It looks like, like, it's like very a streaky. <laughs> marker piece. And it's super graphic, too. And like flat. Flat. It's, like, so different from anything I'd seen. It's, like, in oils from that 
time. I think maybe the only thing I could, oh God, I don't know if Warhol did anything like that. But but the thing is, but I not wouldn't flat like that. Yeah, where it looked like it was made by like a think cart- of like what a kid would do with mm-hmm. like streaky markers. Yeah, but on a ginormous canvas and in oils. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it really. I think it's one of the first. I, I mean. It stood out to me. Yeah. It definitely stood out to me, too. Like, the colors are super, super bright and vivid, even now. And, uh... Because we're looking at the book that... Yeah. I purchased that at the end. Yeah, well, it's a really good show. It's a really good show. I I totally recommend, as we're talking about each piece, um, you look it up and Mm -hmm. listen as we talk so that one was titled consider the options examine the facts apply the logic by art green mm-hmm. and that's the first one you're you walk into it's, looking at that. it's a big bold in your face it's like an literally an explosion happening in the piece a little bit yeah <laughs> um were there any that stood out let's talk about yes. the ones that stood out to us great let's, let's i wrote some that. notes and on I that have this beautiful book um that the art institute does sell and i Recommend if you go see it, you should buy it. It was fifty bucks. It's not a bad totally deal. Totally worth what that you get. Is a nice. It's a big hardcover book. It's probably like nine by twelve. Very very nicely done. Full color. <laughs> it's very good. Um, yeah, talk about what stood out to you because I think that's going to be the majority of this yeah. episode. We're going to talk about what stood out to us and why we think you should go see this exhibit. There. Um, there was like pretty i i uh, was pretty immediately drawn to everything by jim nutt um so the one that i took note of was oh you know what actually i have a picture of it let me pull it up real fast because i think it's this uh in the picture it has the same name uh is the the painting wow can't words talk can't good words, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um it's very i there were two that jumped out to me for two very different reasons um not of jim nuts but um of two different artists. I don't know how my phone works. Give me just a second here. Sure. <laughs> I oh, yeah. I rem- okay, oh, go ahead. It. Go, go, go. Okay, I'm pretty sure this piece is most likely titled Backman. Backman? <laughs> um, it's it's kind of laid out like a comic, actually. Do you, I don't know if you remember this one. No, I remember that one. That one was towards the end, actually. Towards the end, Yeah. And it's, it's super silly in a lot of ways, but it's also, um, I don't know, it's just super clean and gross. <laughs> Lots yeah, of gross, gross stuff in, in this exhibit. Um, so I'm, if you, I'm pretty sure if you type like Jim Nut Backman, you'll probably find it. Um, I'll be embarrassed if that's not the real name. But, uh, yeah, I, I think the main reason that I was super drawn to this, it was one of many that were done on, um, or that was done on Plexi. A lot of them were done on Plexiglass. And I think, like, several of them did works on Plexi, not just Jim Nutt, if I'm not mistaken. A lot of them were done. Like, it was acrylic on top of Plexiglass. Yeah. And, like, the way the colors turn, turn out, when they did that are just like super cool um oh man as stephanie's flipping through the book i almost forgot about the little statues and stuff there's like 3d stuff there t- is that 4d i'm sorry i don't know no, what 3D things would are. Be, um, <laughs> 3d would be sculptures 4d is considered performance arts. oh there you go 
no no 4d no 40 <laughs> yeah um so that that would be the one of jim nuts that i really liked it, it actually like literally tells a story and it, it it kind of um honors like the form of comics and not in the like <laughs> it is it is about a superhero in a way but it's a goofy thing and it's it's sort of like a parody a little bit it doesn't take itself super seriously but it's also just it's, I think it's about, like, a murder or something. He was the one that had most of, like, the comic ones, yes, right? But, yeah. Because they kind of, because they were a collective, um, things got really similar, where sometimes it was kind of yeah. hard to tell who did what. Yep. Um, but that one is called Batman. Yeah, I thought so. The other one that um, really stood out to me, and that I was actually surprised that it stood out to me, uh, was called um, Can in Sky, and that one is by Jim Falconer. Um, that one's a big one. I don't actually have the dimensions. Maybe. Oh, I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Um, that one's like, um, I guess you would consider that maybe mixed media. I don't know. But it's oil and linoleum on canvas in artist's wood frame. Um, so I guess he built the frame as well. But it's in, it's like, crazy <laughs> oh, I remember that, one. that was intense. um but like the minute you look at it there's just nowhere for your eye to go and it's just like something about that i kind of really loved and and like everywhere your eye does go you discover something new so i thought that was really cool i think it is one of the different the most different out of the like exhibit it doesn't really it fits because it's bold and super vivid and all that stuff but it's also just like very much its own world. Um, there are figures in it, but it's super hard to see them. And it just feels, I don't know, I guess I felt like a kinship with it because it feels as chaotic as the world feels right now. <laughs> but there are moments of beauty in it. like, And also nostalgia. Like I got really nostalgic looking at the, he like used, I think, like pieces of actual linoleum floor. Um which just felt like, uh, I don't know, a direct link to that time, which I'm not from the 60s, but it, like, Nolan was big in it the was 60s very and big, 70s, right? Yeah, and like the, the house where I grew up, like our kitchen floor <laughs> was like linoleum, so like I kind of have that, like, yeah, <laughs> and it's very, it had, it had a very 60s aesthetic, and it's recently, like, it's since been updated and destroyed, and that, that's not, like, there anymore, but my house, my old house is not destroyed, the linoleum probably was, though. Yeah, because um, it doesn't last. does not last. Long. No, but I don't know, I thought that Nor piece was pretty. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Um, unless it's in that painting, then it should last forever. Yeah, the, yeah, the usage of material um, in this exhibit was very, very um, interesting. Mm -hmm. And I hate to use that word interesting because I feel like people use the word interesting for art as a bad thing. They're like, interesting. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> um, but it, it is interesting, like just the usage of, um, mm -hmm. of materials. Um, I think Gladys. I knew you were going to talk Wilson. about her. <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, she was kind of the person I leaned to a yeah. lot. I don't even know what to specifically talk about um, her, but, like, so she used, like, a lot of, like, acrylics and more intense materials, but then I read in the exhibit that as soon as she um, had a child, she switched it over to watercolors, so, like, less, um, less exposure to harsh chemicals mm -hmm. for her kid, which that's interesting. Um, 
But her watercolors are just so fluffy. Yeah. They look like marshmallows. (laughs) They do. I don't know how to describe it. It's rendered so beautifully. It's really interesting. Interesting. <laughs> There's that Inter- word again. That word again. Um, but it is. Because, <laughs> like, I, the first, um, uh, like, immediately seeing, like, her watercolors, my first thought was, like, God, it looks like velvet. It's yeah, like. Yeah, that's, that's another I word. I just want to touch it. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't look like. No. I mean, it looks like watercolors if you know materials really well. Yeah. Like, you know it's watercolors, but it looks so different from I the way she paints. I feel like the interesting thing about it is, like, it's a technique that you can do with watercolors where it's kind of grainy and whatever and like it it's transparent but it still has like richness to it and the thing is like i don't feel like you really see it used as um like in an entire piece like she does with that like it's it's like for a texture effect or something but she uses it for the entire piece basically um, and the interesting it's really thing, good. too, is, like, she uses, like, a fucking all the colors of the mm-hmm. rainbow mm-hmm. in each piece. Like, <laughs> um, I'm looking at, just at the book, um, if you were to pull up these three pieces, I'm sorry to make you do this, um, Pale Day, Three Color Painting, and, uh, Mount Voldervoman, Durin Tourist Rush, um, those three pieces, or if you have the Harry Who book, it's in the same, um, it's like if you open 98 and 99 and you're looking at that, um. Follow along class. Follow along class, yeah. <laughs> Page 98 and 99. Um, like you could, it's like all fucking colors of the rainbow in each piece and. But the one she only did three colors. Oh yeah, that's right? true. Three Which colors. she only used three colors, but it looks. Which she mixed it though. Quite, is the yeah. Thing. Like she totally did that, um. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's, one, your eyes go all over the place, which is something that I was always taught in school not to do. Avoid it. Avoid it. But, like, I don't mind no. from the way she paints. Like, it's just so fluffy. <laughs> yeah, it's not, like, um, aggressive in any way. It, I mean, some of the, the subject matter feels aggressive. Like, I think, is that the three-piece one? The, yeah, I'm the sorry, three the three-color? The three-color painting is at the bottom. Like, something about that. There's energy to it, and there's, like, lots of commotion going on, Look but it's also super soft. sleepy-looking elephant right yeah. there. Yeah, and there's little guys in there, little cute, yeah, like, guys. I, I think I, like, really respond to her in particular is because she draws, like, little creatures. Yeah. And that's something I do. Mm-hmm. So to see that and then to see it at the Art Institute is very inspiring. Yeah, it really like, was. It, it's one of those things where every once in a while, like, there you'll come across a piece in a museum where you're like, oh, that's so validating. <laughs> it feels like, it feels like I could maybe do this. Not, like, do it. it it's, it's a, I think what I'm trying to say is that it's inspiring. <laughs> It's just nice to not see, like, super technical, intense stuff every once in yeah. a while, like, to break away from that, and to be like, hey, like, that's super validated, but this is validated, too, for yeah. X, Y, Z. Yeah, exactly. Because I don't do hyper-realistic art at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just not one of those people, and I'm always envious of people that can, but then I'm just like, my art is good, too. Like, yeah, of I can do this. I can do this. And they can't do that. Ha-ha. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Maybe I'm finally, like, the alcohol has finally hit. <laughs> I'm finished with my sangria. Can I have more, please? <laughs> yeah, of course. 
Um, I like how you actually responded to that. Like you're just like, yes, of course you can. Oh, were you not asking me? I, I was just, you know, <laughs> just hypothetically. I don't know. Asking what? the world, asking the air. Oh, please provide me more sangria. World, thank you. Just let it rain, sangria. <laughs> Everyone thinks it's blood, and we all start screaming. Oh God, it sounds sticky. Um, and gross. A little bit, but delicious. Mmm. So, in order to get some more refreshments do you think we should go to a fake commercial yeah fake commercial 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 yeah we know we use yeah we know hurry hurry that that was not drinking a cider mm. uh, angry orchard hard cider green apple flavor so good so good i'm working on the same exact cider. i know <laughs> cam needs to catch up i know i am <laughs> so while we're on that lovely break we we wanted to talk about just so this episode wasn't us just talking about what pieces we like because i mean we could go on and on mm. about that so you should hit us up sometime and ask <laughs> us about that because yeah. we'll love to talk to you about that but um so looking at the art, Cam brought up a good point, and it was something that we talked about at the exhibit too. The artwork there could be considered very polarizing. Uh-huh. So, um, <laughs> Cam, would you consider the art that you saw at this exhibit art, and why? Yes. Why? Um, it's good. <laughs> it's good. I like it. Oh. Um, oh man, it's well, you know. What what is art, what? right? Art is um, <laughs> I just it just this whole. I think well, it just harkens back to what we were saying. Like this whole exhibit just really resonates with me and like my style and like just what I'm. I like to look at. Can we crudely? describe what the style is that we're looking at mm. like we said red and stimpy yeah nickelodeon <laughs> was a term we threw out yeah. like mad tv would you say mad not mad, mad TV. tv mad the comic oh, yeah sorry yeah <laughs> um yes 
Yeah, I mean, it's super illustrative. Yes. And, um... Kind of cruddily drawn, <laughs> would you say? I think there are people in the world who would call this bad art. Yes. <laughs> which is mind-blowing to me, but okay. Um, there were, there was pieces that, uh, incorporated glitter really well. Oh my god, you didn't even <laughs> realize it was fucking glitter until you, you got know. up and read the description. You're just like, wow, I'm like, what the hell did they use? And you're like, that's, that's glitter? <laughs> Whoa, wrote, like craft glitter. That's Carl Wearsome. Uh, the two that were exhibited prominently were, were called Swami and Mighty Maniac. And, and the way he used the glitter was so, like, clean. So clean. I thought it was like acrylic, like a shiny acrylic piece, like placed in. No. It's glitter. It's just glitter, man. And it looks so good. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know. So, yes, I would definitely consider it art. And um, I would too. And that's good. This could fall into something that Stephanie could have hated. Yeah, that's very true. Because I really (laughs) stress technical, like, Mm -hmm. ability. I stress the fact that, like, you could actually like have like that you need skill to make art but i felt like everyone understood what art was and had the skill to make art like i didn't feel like it was something like polarizing opinion like here it comes here it comes (laughs) um you know like something pollock would do like you know throw some paint (laughs) on a canvas anyone could do that i felt like i was looking at like hey, you know, this might not be the best drawn thing, but damn, oh damn, like, it's really well done. That's the thing, right? Like, one of the things that we both, um, well, I feel like, uh, I don't know, it just kind of hit me while we were looking at the pieces in the exhibit. Like, there's a reason why you and I, I think, feel really, like, in tune with this. Like, it just, it it touches on both the thing, on all the things that we both love, essentially. Um, I like textures, I like crazy whatever, whatever, and there is still so much technical application Yeah. in so many of these pieces. Also, they're all, uh, to some degree or another, conceptual. Like, yeah, you know, and I, I think that that just covers so many bases, like, but there are certainly, I think, folks who would walk into this exhibit and want to um, rip their eyes rip out. their eyeballs out. Yeah. And scream <laughs> and be like, what the fuck is this doing yeah. in my museum? Mm, next to my moonness. My next, degas. Next to, like, uh, what was in the next room? The, um, uh, Gothic America was in the next oh. room? Gothic American American Gothic (laughs) I I think you're thinking of Repo again Oh but yeah American (laughs) oh god how did I goof that one up hey you know what at least I switched it well I'm this probably has I'm sure that somebody's done it like where they redid those people in like goth makeup or whatever yo I've seen that yes I have Um, but that's in the next that's like just over the hallway in the next room like so people could freak out being like there's this great piece over there which i don't even think it's that great polarizes opinion much no it's i think it's overrated i I mean it's super overrated it's also creepy i think it it just gives me weird vibes maybe that was the point i don't like it um yeah no like so people could freak out over this exhibit because like i think the whole point of a collective is to be playful with your art and to like just try different things and get inspired by other people. And I think that was essentially what Harry Who did. Um, But some people would freak out and be like, 
what the fuck is this piece of shit like doing in the <laughs> art institute? Because like literally I could see people be like, yes, this is not art. I remember when I was looking at the um, comments on like the Facebook post, like the event page or whatever it was that the art institute did for advertising this. There was a handful of different mixed reactions and I remember there was one. I don't know this guy's name and I'm not going to put him on blast, but I just... Why not? Because I don't know there's oh, their okay. name. Fine. <laughs> but, but like, um, I think they were like an older guy, probably like around, you know, the age that these artists would have been like when they were making art um, at that time, essentially. And he was like, it just said, I didn't get it then and I don't get it now. <laughs> I was like, all right. You'll never get it. You're just not going to get it. Sorry to say that. <laughs> So good. <laughs> um, I just thought that was funny. It reminded me a little bit of my dad. <laughs> there are going to be people that just won't get it. Yeah. You know, they're just going to be like, this looks like cartoons. Mm-hmm. My six-year-old could draw better. Some some weird shit like that. I bet someone's going to say something like that among those lines. But that's also like kind of, um, what's that word? Word. Shit. <laughs> Dismissive. Dismissive. Of like... Of course. Like, kid, like, also, like, kids make art, too, you know? Like, you shouldn't just be like, what you're doing is garbage. <laughs> like, I think I get the, the connection, like, but the whole, but it's like you were saying, like, it's about being playful, and, it like, that shouldn't be shamed in no. art, you know? I do think, you know, a lot of it was just them trying to figure out techniques and like figure out themselves Mm -hmm. just because we did see um they did hang up some sketches like some rough drafts it looked like yeah just some like it just looked a little incomplete in comparison to the rest yeah so i'm pretty sure you know the collective was them just trying to figure out what they wanted their art to be yeah who was the uh what was the art the name of the artist Who's the very first piece again? Uh, that was Art Green. Art, Art Green. Green. I think of his, like, of all the works, his might have been some of the most, like, had the most, like, symbols or, like, been a little bit more, um, give you the book. Uh, I don't want to say, meaningful is not the right word. Um, his were very literal. It was they were super literal. Hilarious. Like, I don't mean to but be they were mean also, when I say that. They were literal and they also had, like, a pretty straightforward message in a lot of them yeah um like um, so the first one was consider the options examine the facts apply the logic and like it's a guy who's just like sitting there with a like thought bubble that says no mm-hmm. and like there's um looks like he's on a building that's falling apart yeah and the, the um art does those buildings a lot it looks like the oh. the very geometrical no that's okay um there's several like i think he plays a lot with like sexual symbols too in some of his other pieces and advertising um his other piece um by art green i i fucking love this one i think cam and i both love this one it's called the question and tower Mm -hmm. um and it's literally a tower with thought bubbles and speech bubbles yeah why is it questioning what's it questioning i don't know it's existence yeah, probably. I mean, it kind of looks phallic, you know? Mm-hmm. It looks super phallic because it has, like, a base and then the tower. And... Yeah. Yeah. And it's just thinking. <laughs> it's just thinking. Um, yeah, so, like, you know what a lot of this art style reminds me of, too, is uh, we've talked about this in the podcast previously, but, like, um, liquid television 
kind of like very experimental yeah. early 90s kind of stuff oh it's very zine we said zine like zine yes was the, the zines that you see now this is like this exhibit embodies it yeah so like to me that just all falls in the category like of i mean it's it, creators are making like content <laughs> it's just not content in the in the way that we think of content today i guess yeah. Um, yeah. So I think we answered that yeah, question. I think so. Um, what do you, um, oh, wait, what the question? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I asked, would you consider this art okay? Yeah. So, um, do you think the art was ahead of its time? And we kind of both said yes in the beginning, mm-hmm. just like as a matter of fact, but let's go a little deeper than that. What was happening in the 60s? Cam, no, I wrote all this right here. Look, oh, at, thanks. look at this thing. What was going on in the 60s? Um, the civil rights movement. Uh, that's more social, political kind of stuff. Vietnam War. Um, but in art terms, uh, pop art and... Um, Neo-Dadaism, and also Abstract Expressionism. I think that's everything, right? Yep. And I, you wrote the years down, I too. I incredibly wrote. Cam's looking at my notes, definitely. <laughs> I can read while. Wow. It's okay. <laughs> well, let me, let me just go back through that with, so, in general, like, civil rights in the 60s, Neo-Dada in the 60s, Vietnam War from 1955 to 1975, so Harry Hu falls right in the middle of this, pop art, um, mid-50s to early 1970s. And abstract expressionism lasted a quite some time from 1943 to 1965. Not like, it's so funny with that kind of stuff. It's not like it just, like, stopped happening. It's just, like, yeah. those were the booms of it, those I think. So, um, I guess the two big names, um, in art that, w- that was happening when this happened was, um, Andy Warhol, who we all know that I dislike, um, and Roy Lichtenstein, mm-hmm. who we all know I, li- I, I do like. Yeah. I do like Roy Lichtenstein. Good old Roy. So the, those were like two big artists that were were happening um, during the time of this collective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like when people think of art in the 60s, that's where their mind goes. Yes. Um, and that's fair, because like, that was the most mainstream, super popular stuff, I think, at the time. At least now it's super associated with it. So do you think, like, when you think about those two artists, this collective, do you think this collective was ahead of its time? I feel like it was. Like, there's just so much, you know, in a lot of ways it, it like, just didn't deal with what was happening in the art scene. So it's just automatically not going to be connected to that. And it's, it just, it's not like they were doing, like, hyper-realism. They weren't, like, doing portraits or anything like that. They were doing their own damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it just seems... And the funny thing is, like, I don't know. I'm sure that there were artists at that time who were just doing their thing, too. Like, that weren't in this Harry Who collective. But uh, it just didn't get exposure, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, or, like, there there probably were, maybe. But And also, this is a super local thing, so I really don't know anything outside of... Out of this. But, um... I feel like it was in in some capacity ahead of its time just because it just like unabashedly embraced weirdness and 
individualism in a lot of ways but it also sort of mashed up a lot of the those movements of the time too and just kind of churned out their own thing like their own interpretation of them i guess Uh so yeah i mean generally i would say yeah feels like it was ahead of its time a little bit i think so too and i think you said it beautifully more than i could so like i'm just gonna say what cam said Thanks. I'm going to keep drinking. Yeah, it makes me talk keep gooder. Keep fucking drinking. I Ooh. talk better. I'm so smart. I'm so smart. S-M-R-T. S-M-R-T. I mean, S-M-R-T. 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 <laughs> the Simpsons <laughs> reference. I mean, I feel like this stuff would actually fit with The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say that. <laughs> early 90s cartoons. Mm-hmm. It really does. Did we say that already? Or, like, you kind of were starting to say that with liquid television. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, like this is something if it popped up in the '90s, like on MTV or like on Nickelodeon, I would be like, yeah, that makes sense. And I think at that time people would eat that. Oh, you know, I'm sure. I mean, obviously, there was the market wasn't made in the right time, unfortunately. I think there was. I'm sure there was an audience for it at the time, but probably not as big as it would have been. Yeah, (laughs) that's so unfortunate. Yeah, Um, but um. I, I don't know. Were these big names? I feel, yeah, they they were. I think right? so. Right? <laughs> I really thought that would art history, but yeah, um, I, I feel like we both agree that it, it was ahead of its time. Also, to like, they're local Chicago people too, so like, they were probably a little bit more well known in this general area. Yeah, that's so true. So who knows? I'm not entirely sure what their notoriety is like outside of Chicago, <laughs> but yeah. What's next on the list? What do you think the artists were trying to say? Let's ponder this. So that this is like a not a yes or no question, just whatever you feel like saying. <laughs> well, I, I, I uh, believe bo, 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 that bo, 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 bo. diabetes. Sorry, that's what they were saying. Uh, that's what they're saying. It's hard to hard to say because like they like they're not necessarily all trying to say one thing that's for sure like it's definitely everybody has their own style and their own thing some people are a little bit more silly than others it seems like um this is us not really reading anything this is just us going by just looking which i think is fine like yeah just going by what you see just our interpretation yeah, i guess of it interpretation so you know it could be completely don't off judge <laughs> us um well i guess like okay so i did read a little bit yeah i mean we both did but, um like, we just just kind of go not enough of, for this episode because no. we just saw it on saturday <laughs> people not enough time yeah um but but anyway like uh like like seems like basically they were just sort of like what i said earlier like they were just embracing their own individual interpretations of what was happening in society but also just the kind of art that they wanted to make and within individual pieces it's it's hard to really say like i guess you'd have to like narrow it down to specific pieces to kind of because i think there were messages in them um like I said earlier, primarily with Art Greens, I feel like he tried to do several things that actually were saying stuff, that was saying stuff. Um, and not that the others weren't, but I just got this sense of, like, slightly less, taking itself less seriously, I guess. 
Can I read something? Yes, you can. This was straight from the walls of the Art Institute. Mm -hmm. The six artists banded together for strategic reasons, but their planning sessions were playful and spontaneous. The name Harry Who sprung out of one such meeting. Walking into a discussion about conservative radio art, critic Harry Boris Windsor blurted out Harry Who. The artist realized that twisted the name Harry into the word Harry, as in H-A-I-R-Y, encapsulated the irreverent, comical, and mysterious spirit of their work. I wonder if Jim Nutt, like, settled on that. Because I noticed that he uh, spells a lot of things silly in his, in his work. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, were you, you were going to say something, I feel like. Oh, no, that was, that was it. I, was oh. like, I just wanted to read that off the wall of the Art Institute. Off the um, wall. Because I took a picture of it, like <laughs> a nerd. Um, well, we had well, to. For the podcast. research. Um, but yeah, I think uh, just being around creative people is, as a creative person, is is helpful. And it, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm too drunk now. <laughs> I see what you're saying, though. Like, um, what's the word? I think there's a word for that. I feel like it's called kismet. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just. I'm gonna look that up. I, to I see definitely if that's the am a little burned out, a little tired, yeah. getting over a cold, and Ooh. drinking to my heart's content. Yeah. But I think you know, as a creative person, I think most of our artist friends can agree. Like, it helps being around other people who are just as creative, especially mm. when you go into like an art block or you just need that inspiration. Like, just being a, around other people, you could talk out your work. And, yeah. And yeah. Yeah, kismet's not the right word. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> um, it just like means destiny or fate, which maybe you can fit that in. I don't oh, know. Yeah, you could. <laughs> but yeah, like um, I, so like, I think when we work together, yeah, we are surrounded by artistic people as well, and sometimes that could be inspiring. Sometimes it could be hard because you'd see your friend, yeah, like just crank out all this work and you're just like, why, why, do I, why am I depressed? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. Like when you do have a group of um, artists together, I feel like it go it could go like not great depending on sort of the people maybe, but also it can be super magical. And I think these this group was just the fi- they found the right like the right uh, energy ratio. Yeah, <laughs> ratio. I don't know. I don't know. They. I mean, obviously, it looks like their work fit well with each other. Yeah, definitely. It's just super cool. Big big fan. Uh, I guess final question: Would you recommend? You this? know, I would. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Highly, highly. Please check we it out. We both highly recommend that you uh, go to the Art Institute, go check out this exhibit. Um, either you spend a little bit of money or um, go you to, go on a free day. Yeah, or, or go with a friend who has a membership. As yeah, learned, You can get too. three, four people in, yeah, three people. You, apparently, if you have a membership at the Art Institute, which we learned, because Paul has one, <laughs> he, he got me, Cam, and Cam's partner, Scott, in for mm-hmm. free. Yeah. I thought it was only one person. I, me too, for some so, reason. That's cool. And he asked, he, he just went up there and was just like, what What do I get? What yeah. does this do for me? And they're like, yeah, you and three people. Perfect. And I was just like, donezo. Every time we go to exhibit, that's just going to happen. Make a day of it. Yeah. Um, do keep in mind, if you go to the Art Institute, uh, if you have a backpack, you have to check that in. And that costs a dollar. 
Um, that's probably so that you don't wear a big heavy backpack and end up swinging it around and yeah. knocking something over. I have seen people in like exhibits wear it on their front half. Yeah, that makes sense. I, but I think you have to check them now. Like, I don't yeah. think they even allow you to even do that. It, it probably because some asshole mm-hmm. was wearing their backpack and knocked over a statue or something. Don't get too close to this one exhibit in the, like, Japanese art, was it? It was in, like, the Asian art, the pottery. Yeah, it keeps peeping. <laughs> and the security guard will give you a nasty look and be Yikes. like, hey, don't, don't get too close to the art because we saw several different people. Yeah. Get close to the art. And then Paul tried to do it. And I'm like, don't get too close to the art. I want it to beep. And the security guard gave me this, like, very much, like, you understand. Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, thank you. Thanks for warning them. Um, I just, real quick, I want to call out that one lady. Um, This has nothing to do with Harry Who. (laughs) Um, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know your name, lady, but uh, this was rude. We were, like, walking to the ancient, like, um, Asian art. Asian art, yeah. And it was mostly pottery. Lots of pottery and, like, uh, sculpture stuff. And she's like, I'm not going to spend an hour looking at dishes. And I was like, ooh, bitch. One lady, one bitch, (laughs) not dishes. Not dishes. Yeah, maybe some of them are. But look at that elaborate carving in that fucking dish. And it's ancient. You, You try that. You try to do that. Look at that craftsmanship, yeah, bitch! Ungrateful. This makes me crazy. Um, but <laughs> also, Art Institute does not allow pens. Don't bring a pen. Don't bring a pen. <laughs> They'll make you get rid of that. They'll confiscate that uh, because probably a pen exploded on some priceless artwork, <sighs> and so that's a ban. Maybe it was a Jackson Pollock, and nobody noticed. <laughs> oh, burn. <laughs> and then lastly, uh, if you have homework and you're trying to do that at, our, at the Art Institute, don't be like that one girl I saw and, like, try to write on the piece of paper they gave you as homework right next to a painting. Didn't you say she put it, like, on the painting? No, no it was, or, like, super oh, close. Well, like, still, right don't... next to it. And it's just God. like, excuse me, have, <laughs> do you know museum etiquette at all? Don't t- fucking touch anything. How dare you? Unless it, like, openly says, please touch. <laughs> you should just assume you shouldn't touch just it. Probably <laughs> don't touch anything that's in a museum. Don't fall into any black holes either. Stephanie didn't know oh about that. Oh my god, I died. So I died so hard. <laughs> um, yeah, just look up Man Falls Into Black Hole and uh, you'll and, have a time. And laugh. Yeah. Laugh like I did. Like, I could not stop. Mm-hmm. It was it was kind of sad. That <laughs> I, just, no. I was like, no. I, like, 20 minutes later, chuckling <laughs> in my head. <laughs> I love that you didn't know about that and that I could uh, bring that into your world. Thank you. Um, but yeah, we highly recommend that you check out this exhibit. It's really cool. It goes on till January 6th of mm-hmm. 2019. So you have time. until next year. Yeah. That's plenty of time to go see it. Yeah, that's a lot of time. Long that exhibit. is. It's great. I think I'm going to check it out again. Yeah, point. I think we might go check it out again with Paul's free membership. <laughs> yeah. I like how I'm just volunteering his free membership. Um, should we maybe tell folks about our special little thing that we did? Yes, we should. Thank you for reminding me. Cam, I'm going to let you take, do that. Okay. Go, on, go for it. You brought it up. Oh, oh yes, yes. Um, so if you're not aware, we uh, started a YouTube channel. Yes, we did. And we have one, count it, one video on it right now. It's a little tiny bit different than what we do. but It's a spinoff. It's a spinoff. Yeah, it does involve alcohol. Don't worry. Um... 
And we review, or we'll, our plan is to review movies. Yes. Currently, the the movie that's up there right now is Repo the Genetic Opera. In time for Halloween. <laughs> Halloween! Oh, God. Um, go watch it on the big screen. Yeah, so you uh, could go to our YouTube channel. YouTube. YouTube channel. Um, Drunk Art Chat podcast Mm -hmm. don't forget to add that yeah i don't know what you'll get if you just add you know put down drunk our chat yeah you might get us i don't know for sure i don't know if you'll even get us if you do the whole name so i made a bitly link to make it a little easier oh thank you cam yeah because uh we're not super super famous on youtube yet no maybe Um, soon who knows (laughs) we're being too hopeful (laughs) if you go to bit dot ly forward slash d a c v i d s you will find us you'll it'll take nice. you right to it um yeah so our spinoff is drunk movie review mm-hmm. we'll review movies while drunk mm-hmm. and unlike this podcast we accentuate how drunk <laughs> we are so like cam edits the podcast to make us look like we're on point and we're witty <laughs> we know what the fuck we're saying they edit out all the uhs yeah. ums likes la da 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 Whereas I, who edit, <laughs> who edited the Repo de Genetic mm-hmm. Opera, just, you know, I'm just like, look at how drunk we are. This mm-hmm. is the reality. This is This is what happens life. if you were actually watching us. True life. <laughs> MTV, true life. We're drunk. drunk. Our chat. <laughs> we're drunk. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, what else? Is that it? Just what sniffling. Are you, why are you just sniffling? Oh, you, oh I thought just, you were sniffing the mic. No, I'm just oh. sniffling. Oh. What else? What else is exciting? Please follow our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and our Twitter page, all at Drunk Art Chat. Yes. And uh, hopefully we'll have another video up. Um, We don't know when, but we're going to try and do this monthly, essentially. That's our plan. Maybe if we get really good at it, twice a month. But right now, not being too ambitious, (laughs) once a month. Baby steps. You know, recommend some movies to us. We're going to try to go to, like blockbuster mm-hmm. movies so we're we're thinking blockbuster the store blockbuster yeah, yeah mm-hmm. we're gonna walk in there and just be like hey come in here to run. i miss blockbuster gotta go to no alaska lies. really there's one in alaska it's the last one oh. yeah. I, and i'm not that desperate for blockbuster <laughs> bluster bluster <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a little drunk here um yeah, um, thinking of Bohemian Rhapsody, maybe. maybe. Maybe I know that's coming out. That's probably going to be a big hit. Um, or whatever you suggest. Yeah. Cool. Or whatever Cam suggests. Yeah. I don't have a lot of suggestions. Uh, <laughs> oh, what the hell? <laughs> we'll figure it out. But yeah, I think I think that's it. So check that out and uh, hit us up with movies and... Donate! Donate! Oh, yeah. Well, you'll hear about that in the... Uh... <laughs> In the outro. Oh, yeah, that's Just true. keep listening. <laughs> just, just please donate. Yeah. $20 get to see Cam and I lip sync to Define Gravity. No, I don't think Wicked. they can donate 20 I think they can oh. only donate up to $10. $9.99 oh, a month, I think. Anyway, whatever. We get have two a... Two of you to donate. <laughs> get to watch Perfect. us lip sync <laughs> Define Gravity. Or, you know, you could choose what we lip sync. Maybe mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be that. It could be something way more embarrassing. What have you done? <laughs> okay well uh, i think we should, i think that about does it we should, uh, sure wrap her up all right wrap wrap it up and put a bow on it well thanks for listening thank you and uh we'll see you next week. oh god sorry <laughs> oh fuck
We should open the next episode with you sneezing and just be like, she was still sneezing. Oh, God. This whole time. Uh, uh, well, thank you. <laughs> and good night. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Before we go, we just want to give some credit to Jonathan Stutz for providing us with um, their amazing music throughout this podcast. Um, if you want to find more of their music, including the song that you hear on uh, the intro and outro to our podcast called Rushing, you can find that at stutzmusic.bandcamp.com. And that's spelled S-T-U-T-Z music.bandcamp.com. Feel free to write to us at drunkartchatpod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook under Drunk Art Chat. Yeah, if you visit our anchor.fm uh, profile, which is just anchor.fm slash drunk dash art dash chat, you can also donate to us. If you're already supporting us by uh, subscribing, we thank you so much. And if you are feeling generous, you are able to uh, give either 99 cents a month, $4.99, or $9.99. Your choice. Um, or if that, that link is too long to remember, just go to bit.ly slash donate, all one word. And, uh, you know, that money will go towards drinks and paying for our SoundCloud account and all, all sorts of good stuff. All right, well, until next time, I'm Cameron Fenimone. I'm Stephanie Ledesma. And this has been Drunk, Drunk Art, Art Chat. Chat.